everyone. This is Chris from Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. Starting Season 3 a little later than I'm supposed to post an episode, but it is Friday, September 2nd. And here's my other... Should I say promise? Yeah, I'm going to say promise. The goal here... I think we have another 25. I'm pretty sure there's 25 episodes in Season 3. We're going to try a sprint through the rest of 2022. Does that get me to the end of the year? I, I forget. I, I may not. But I'm going to try and blow through all so once every friday you're gonna get a new episode that's the goal that's the goal we're setting intentions also at some point this month i'm gonna post a patreon look at that folks trying to be a proper content creator here a patreon uh i think they'll have like a a two dollar level just to show your your appreciation for the show just if you want to it's no it's no pressure seriously honestly i'm being for real no pressure and then they'll have some higher tiers for oh that's my coffee <laughs> my coffee's ready there'll be some higher tiers to show uh extra content i'm kind of playing around with it you know if i have some patrons and you kind of give me feedback on what you like what you don't like uh what might we in me evolve from there i don't know but i'm i'm, I'm experimenting with things here because see in my head, in a year or two, this thing is going to, I'm going to have like thousands of listeners, right? And the first question I'm going to get is, hey, where's that Patreon, Chris? I'll say, it's already been going. There's people who've been in it since day one. Get on the bus of coolness. That is the Chris Watches of Parallel Liars uh, Patreon. Anyway, let's just dive into the debut of season three and a little preview as to my reaction to this episode. Oh, okay. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a. So here we are, season three premiere, episode one, It Happened. And that is my, um, that's my reaction to this episode. Well, it happened. Previously on, we get a summary of some highlights from mainly season two. Uh, the Dowl in the Dirt thing, uh, which I guess is going to come back, remembering that Mona is A, the motel is a place, this whole Black Swan thing, Ezra and Arya are still a couple, dear God. Uh, we have Garrett being arrested, and then Mona, right, Mona, more some more Mona stuff, and then Mona is in a psych, a psych hospital. And then we get Pam running out again, saying they think it's Maya. They think it's Maya. And then we get a little fly into the episode here, five months later. So we skip the summer. All the liars are hanging out at Spencer's house. Looks like we're having like a little end of summer party. I guess Spencer was taking AP classes at Hollis all summer or something about college credit classes anyway. So she was at Hollis all summer. Ari was taking a photography class. Uh, Emily was somewhere else building homes. Um, I don't know if she was still in the States or elsewhere, but uh, she was doing that. Hannah didn't do all that much, but hey, you know what? Here in 2022, we're kind of over the hustle culture, right? We're, we're kind of over the working to work uh, ethic. So Hannah, all the all power to you. I, I'm on board with that. They're having some booze. Emily is had too much to drink, and she wants to drink more. And then it happens a little bit later. Are we going to get a whole Emily... Dealing with alcoholism this season? I don't know. Well, Emily gets hammered. They get a text message from A, all four of them, and says, show me your boobs, dash A. What the, what the fuck? 
I wasn't sure if they were kidding or not because we don't see the text. I, I don't get it. And they make a toast to say, hey, we made it. And Emma's like, not all of us made it. Obviously referring to Maya. And I'm just going to say it. Allison De Laurentiis, not dead. Creepy Ian, not dead. Maya, not dead. None of them are, no one's dead on the show. And I think my panels said it uh, these past few weeks. No one is dead on the show until you show me, I hate to be a little morbid here right at the top of the show. You got to show me them in a casket. <laughs> I Actually, it might even, that might not even be enough for me. Because you can just lay in a casket and just hang out. So I don't believe anybody is dead on the show. So anyway, as far as the liars are concerned, Allie, Ian, and Maya are all deceased. I am not, but I still empathize with them as Emily struggles with grief, um, which I hope is, my hope is as actually that was what we focus on for her in season three. I very rarely as a TV viewer see grief explored in all its complexities, its ups and its downs. And while I understand it might be important for their target audience to learn about the dangers of alcohol and alcohol abuse, it'd be more interesting for me as a viewer, selfishly, to see them explore Emily wander down the road of grief and how and how does one start, stumble and fall, but then ultimately come out on the other side of grief with some sort of peace. That would be really cool, and I hope that's where we're going. Anyway, a lot of weird stuff happens, this opening scene. For some reason, the front door's open. Arya and Hannah are passed out. Thunder, lightning. Spencer comes downstairs and like, Emily's gone. They're like, what? They all running around, and for some reason... Emily has a shovel, another fucking shovel. She's standing in front of an open grave. At this point, I couldn't tell. It, didn't, it looked like Allison was Allison's casket was in there. Apparently, I was wrong. She's standing there with a, a shovel, and the grave's open. Do our little opening sequence. Then we cut right back to it. Emily and the liars find her, and Emily says uh, she doesn't remember anything. She said she was. Uh, I guess like at the party, you know, at, at Spencer's house, and then like she, and that's it. And then they determine that someone called her phone. And then everyone starts looking through their phones. And they determine that someone used Spencer's phone to call Emily's phone. And then Spencer's like, I can't believe someone was in my house. And then in classic liar style, well, let's just cover all this up, right? We weren't here. Dust, you know, clean the shovel of prints. And then just a quick name drop, Radley. I think Radley is the psychiatric hospital that Mona is at. I just wrote that down for my own reference. Uh, we get back to Spencer's house. They uh, Emily burns her clothes. What the fuck? It's quite a reaction to what to this weird situation, in my humble opinion. And then Hannah and Arya are returning. I don't know why they were in their car, but they're driving. This is all the same night, by the way. And they see Lucas. And by the way, and I'll say this more than once this this podcast. He looks like shit. Looks like he hasn't slept for days. He looks. It looks like hell. Anyway. He's running through town. Uh, he gets in his car and he drives away. And of course, we all assume a shit. Now I don't know if that's even a fair assumption. But uh, the new the plan is once they all regather, we're gonna go to the Lake House right now. The cover story to my mom, Mom Hastings, is that we were there since this afternoon, and uh, they run out to then they grab their shit and run to the Lake House. Next day, next day, report on the news. Why is this headline news? I I do not know. But um, <laughs> I don't know why this is. I, I, anyway, it is headline news, folks, that the cemetery was vandalized. In the span of a few hours, right, this is headline news. 
uh, mom calls Spencer and, and basically says, turn on the news or whatever. That's how I think that's how Spencer finds out. I guess Allie's body was taken from her grave. Well, let me let me rephrase that. The coffin or the uh, container containing what authorities say is Allison De Laurentiis' body was taken from the grave. Uh, and so that's all they know. No one, no, no witnesses, no one else knows what the hell's going on, right? So liars feel like, hey, we did it. Emily apologizes and says, sorry, I got really drunk. I don't remember anything. <sighs> and so it hit me here after this whole sequence is that, I mean, we've talked about this already. Instead of dealing with the fact that Mona may not be A and the, and the fact that they're still getting texts from A, which apparently did not seem to bother them all that much other than a mild annoyance, Instead, this whole season must be devoted to this... I'm going to be honest, everybody. This is my least favorite episode of the show so far. Because this felt so contrived, to be perfectly frank. That we're kind of throwing this random... It is a... You know, my other guests have said this, so their thoughts are fresh in my mind. But this is a problem completely self-made by the liars, first of all. Second of all, so many unknowns. And I guess Arya does say that. I think it must be Arya. Is it Arya that says... We don't even really know what happened. But we're going to be dealing with a whole season, and and as we find out at the end of the episode, jumping ahead, given, given somebody new blackmail material. Like, what? Very frustrating. Very frustrating. Instead of spending our well-earned, liar-savvy, right? They're, they're much more experienced dealing with A, can handle more stress. Instead, what we do is just give them a brand new issue to deal with and new fodder, for a like i guess anyway i i could rant on that for another 10 minutes but i'm not going to aria wakes up at ezra's or aria we just cut to aria at ezra's place and i have to say it's been get it's been headed that way very slowly gradually i cannot watch these scenes anymore without a big frown on my face i am just not on the same page with these two that the show wants me to be i it is visibly uncomfortable seeing them together in scenes now as a lovey-dovey couple it's just gross and why is he here i thought he was going up to his parents to figure himself out and then and he's just back no explanation okay and ezra says well there's no more a you know what it'd feel really nice in a weird way if he turns out to be a like he's the big mastermind you know that that would i don't know I guess this is the scene. I don't. I didn't remember. I didn't remember Ezra saying this, but they're talking about Maya and looking at a newspaper, which has to be five months old. Why is this still news? I guess Rosa doesn't have a lot of shit going on. And they're going through, I guess, Maya's timeline of stuff from the Allison house. And for some reason, Ezra is reading the paper and says Maya kept something connecting Garrett to Allison's murder, which is apparently how they are connecting Garrett to the death of Maya. Well, I'm no investigator. And I've done a poor job with the A stuff so far. But that smells like 100% bullshit. Even though I said that at the time, right, some gentleman pulled up in a nice car or some kind of car and picked up Maya. I don't know. What the fuck? And then I just have a whole bunch of sad faces here for the rest of the scene. Talking about going to the Rosewood Grill and, and a lot of smooching. I'm going to talk as little about these two and their, and their love going forward. It just is, it's just uncomfortable. Moving on. Cut back to uh, cut to Hannah, um, spy music, which we had not heard from since the pilot. This kind of it actually mirrored a lot from that pilot scene when we first meet Hannah. And I think they're playing with the idea that is Hannah going to steal again? I don't know why we're revisiting that. 
Maybe because they, they got a whole new bunch of writers and they're like, hey, this is a soft reboot. I don't know. But at any rate, she is there with Spencer. They're trying on, they're looking at clothes. Uh, the moms have a quick chat and, they, you know, they more chat about the body being gone. Uh, Spencer gets an unknown caller. She uh, doesn't take the call. Somehow Toby is back. Somehow they're back together. Again, completely skipped over all that. Uh, there's a couple people in the store whispering at the two, at Hannah and Spencer. Hannah, you know, goes, hey, why don't you take a picture? Make it last longer. Or was that Spencer? One of the two. Anyway, um, Spencer says someone was in the house, so she's still upset about that. And Hannah apparently is going back to Dr. Sullivan. What? Okay. Just kind of slipping back into mid-season two for some reason. But um, we see, uh, we cut to Radley, the Radley Hospital Center, I guess. Someone named Rivers is going to see Mona, and big surprise, it's Hannah. Hannah's going to visit with Mona. Cut to Emily. Uh, she has a scarf, which I'm assuming is Maya's. I don't recall that being Maya's off the top of my head, but the person who plays Emily did a very good job of, of telling me, even though I didn't recognize the article, it clearly was important to her. Hence, probably Maya's. Uh, Pam comes to the door. Yeah. And uh, there's a reporter at the door and Pam's like, hey, you should, we, hey, we can talk. And Emily's like, I'm okay, mom, when clearly Emily's not okay. So the walls have gone, we've, we've slipped back into early to mid-season two. I don't know why they've done this, but they have. I don't know why you've done this. Yeah, she's now like not talking to Pam anymore. Now, granted, we're no fans of Pam, but it's good for Emily to talk to somebody, even if it is Pam. And um, she is she is uh, shut her mom out yet again. So, um, well, actually, I should say there is a little light uh, later on here. Uh, Hannah is with Mona. Mona's just sitting in the bed, not sitting, not acknowledging, not doing anything. Um, Hannah's like, well, I guess uh, it's my time. She she leaves. Guess who motherfucking shows up? Run with three ends. Talk about the uh, talk about a bad penny that keeps showing up. Why the fuck is he here? He's like, oh, I'm doing. I'm doing volunteer service, uh, volunteering my time around the hospital. Suspicious as hell. They have an awkward convo. Hannah says, don't tell anybody. He's like, I won't tell anybody. And then we see Mona suddenly now active and awake, looking through the door, cracking the door at the two of them. So Mona is pretending? Not pretending? That I don't understand, really. Cut to Spencer. Uh, we get some Toby Ab action. And there's a little talk about trying to wait, which I'm assuming waiting for sex uh so they have not done the deed and it looks like uh people are getting excited and then uh they resist it she gets another missed call and she tells toby the lake house cover story in fact anyone who's not the four liars i'll make a blanket statement here anyone who's not the four liars at least as far as i can tell in this opening episode is told this lake house cover story no one beyond the four liars have been told otherwise okay hannah and caleb at school Still a healthy relationship. Not much Not much there, just just kind of fun, fun, fun teasing. Uh, Arya and Spencer are, are in school, having a chat. Hannah joins, and then Lucas walks by. Hi, Lucas, one of them says. He looks at them. He, he looks like complete shit again. Looks like he hasn't slept. Definitely not the Lucas when we first met him. He looks really bad. Really bad. Uh, we, we find out Jenna's been gone all summer. And then um, they're like, where's Emily? And then we cut to the quad, which I call the quad. I'm, I'm going to keep calling it the quad. I don't care. Emily's outside avoiding them. She's like watching them through the window for some reason. Cut to Arya in the school bathroom. This is also very confusing. So she's in a stall. And you know how it has that little flip lock to lock the door when you're in there. She cranks the, the spinny thing 500 times. She cranks it so much 
I mean, it's it's more than the length of the door. What what is she doing? So that happens, right? Listen, I've I've been in faulty door stalls, right? I understand the the need to be sure you have it locked, but she cranks that thing, right? Someone so so she's in the stall, and then she sees what she thinks is someone in a hoodie. She has a she freaks out. She cranks that thing the other way for a good minute. Again, I'm very confused. So I so I as the viewer, I'm not sure. Is this all like a panic attack? Is this all not really what Arya experienced? Or is this door really that faulty? I, I, I was very confused by this. Either way, it actually doesn't matter because the point here is that Arya thinks she saw A and the trauma of A and someone in a hoodie is still upsetting for Arya. So, yeah. That's one mystery I'm going to let go. I'm not going to worry about the door crank. I'm not going to worry about the person in the hoodie in the bathroom. I'm just not going to do it. So we cut to Spencer, and Spencer is obsessed with this black swan mask. Which, you know, maybe, uh, again, referring to my panel, I, I actually guess, I guess I glossed over the fact that uh, the person who they saw as Black Swan did not appear pregnant. It didn't even occur to me that it would not have been Melissa. The person who walked into the room looked to me exactly like Melissa. So I just, be- I just unraveled from there. Oh, well, then Melissa must have already had the baby. It is then fitting to me that here in season three, at the start, she is the one on this mask quest. So how fitting would it be for Spencer uh, to, at the end of this mask quest, to find out that the person who wore the black swan mask is none other than Melissa. And they were given a very vague mention of Melissa that something about her bouncing back. I don't know what that is referring to. I have some theories I'd rather not share because they're kind of upsetting. So I'd rather let the show tell me what this might be. But I, I fear I fear what this might refer to. At any rate, Melissa's just not here, and she will be here soon. Cuts to Montgomery's. Again, what happened in five months? I guess Ella and Byron are just getting divorced. For real this time. And here's the first time where I... I might be really struggling, everybody, uh, for a while here. Ella has gotten on board the Ezra train. She doesn't... Cr- she doesn't no longer cringes when you say his name, but <laughs> LOL, Byron still has an issue with it. And I put in all caps, Ella okay with Ezra. I cannot believe this is happening on this show. Well, either way, I don't know if Byron is gone from the show. Probably not, but Ari's like, is Ezra the reason why you broke up? And Ella's like, no, it's a thing, but not the reason. Then we see uh, Toby and Emily have a meetup uh, at a coffee shop. Uh, Toby has a very awkward thanks, Angie, to the uh, co- to the person that gave him his coffee. Uh, Toby moved out and quote upstairs somewhere. They were very vague on where where that is, but Toby has no is no longer in the Jenna compound. Where he is, I don't know, but he's living on his own. Uh, then we follow Spencer in a car. She goes back to the creepy hotel. Very clearly, there's a sign in the window for sale. So unfortunately, Travis Ritchie will not be returning to the show. At least, well. Who knows, but for some reason, after all these years, he decided to sell. A little weird. Uh, kind of overlooked. She goes, and so there's a creepy camp. Someone's definitely following Spencer. Spencer goes into an empty room, and I didn't know it at the time. I was like, is this the A layer? I can't tell. I guess it was. We find out later it is, but as far as we can tell, it's just empty. Cut to Caleb and Hannah. Someone named R.S. calls. Hannah runs over into the other room and answers the phone. Run with three ends calls her. And, says, uh, and she says, how'd you get this number? And he does some shady shit to get the number. And uh, he says, come tomorrow. Mona's getting better. So he wants her to visit Mona tomorrow. Very suspicious. I've already, I've already put Ren in the A category. I put Ren back. I put Ren in that category way back at season one. 
just just for the record. Toby and Emily, cut to Toby and Emily talking about Maya and her alcohol uh, usage. It sounds like it could be, which again, this is like the greatest hits of the show so far, right? Sounds like Toby and Emily are going to be their support structure, or at least Emily's support structure right now. For some reason, she doesn't really feel comfortable sharing this with her mother. I don't think she shares this with her three other liar friends. But uh, the friendship with Toby and Emily seems to be a, a safe space for Emily to at least talk through her grief uh, with him. So that's encouraging. As long as she can talk to somebody is, is my wish for her. So if it's Toby, great. Spencer's uh, in the room, which again turns out to be the A-layer. Phone rings, and she just says, I'm listening. Get another creepy camera, so someone's watching her. Cuts to Montgomery's. Apparently the police have shown up and want to talk to Arya about something. And then we get a little alibi montage of all the liars. I guess it's just the three of them. Spencer, Arya, and Hannah uh, giving their story. They do a good job. All the parents show up. Uh, they're outside. They're like, what's going on? They're getting arrested. And they're like, no, it's just proper investigation procedure. Ezra shows up, and Ella runs to intercept him. And here it is again. She goes, I don't think it'd be a good idea for them to see my daughter dating a former teacher. That is that is the issue. As we've said before on the show, that is the, that is their perceived issue with this relationship. Not the age difference. No, it's that he was a former teacher. I guess that is code for, I don't know. I just put, ugh. I cannot, I cannot handle this. I, I, I cannot handle this. And then they say, we want to get food. Do you want to come with Ella? So Ella, Ezra, and Arya are going to get dinner together. I guess we cut to the next day. Hannah is talking to Mona. Uh, Mona sees Allie. I don't know if she's having... It's very hard on this show to determine what is what I'm seeing is real. Because Mona, I guess, sees Allie in the corner. I don't know, but anyway. It turns out the person calling Spencer was Garrett. Garrett from the police station. So Garrett and Spencer have a chat through the, uh, you know, the infamous glass. And, of course, he has the truth. Um, he wants his he wants Spencer's mom as his defense attorney, and he's going to tell her everything that he knows. Yeah, so that's that's the offer. We see Emily running; she's jogging. She has a we have a flash of like someone in a car or trunk, and then uh, well, she sees a car, and then she has a vision of I guess someone in a trunk. Car speeds away. She gets a text: "I bet you remember me." Whatever that means. Uh, so we have a new mystery for the for for the season, uh, and then we find out uh, about the room, and then we <laughs> we have a little confession at the end of the episode. Everyone's everyone reveals their secrets to each other at least, and Spencer says, you know, Hannah tells them, I I've been seeing Mona at the psych psychiatric hospital. You know, Emily tells uh, tells them about the car. Uh, Spencer says someone cleaned out the A layer, so they tell Emily they lied to her. I guess. I said, like, Emily about that, right? Someone cleaned out the A layer before they were able to. Uh, but Spencer's been doing, like, a recreation, so she has, like, this 3D model of what the layer used to look like. So they're at the motel. They're kind of going through all the A layer stuff. Not a really a whole lot, I think, that can help them. I don't know, you know. It's worth the effort, I guess, but I don't really know what it's, they're going to get out of it. Of, of course, car alarm goes off. Laptop is left inside the room. Note. They run outside. Door open to the room. The doors to the car that they arrived in were all open, including the trunk. And then all throughout the entire inside of the car are photos of the four liars at the cemetery from the opening scene of this season. And I guess they get another text. Mona played with dolls. I play with body parts. 
and then uh, no post credit scene, which I thought was very interesting. And I didn't recognize, I think they have a new production company, I noticed at the end of the episode, or at least a new graphic. So what do we think? <sighs> well, like I said, probably my least favorite of this, of the, of the 20, sorry, no, it's more than that. Of season one and season two, and the and this episodes of starting season three, this is easily my least favorite episode of all that I've seen so far. And let me tell you why. Again, it just feels like we threw we have a whole new mystery to solve for season three. In the end, really doesn't. I don't really understand why we've done this. <laughs> why have we done this? But you know what? This is the this is the show that it is. I can't change this, so I'm going to embrace it. Right? We're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this. My hopes for season three. Hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's do this. I'm going to say my hopes for season three and a revised A theory, okay? My hopes for season three is that we deal with this mystery as soon as and cleanly as possible. I know the show is called Pretty Little Liars, but holy hell, some honesty might really help going forward. I realize that ruins the entire show if, if everyone's suddenly very honest, but ugh, it would make things so much easier. I will go to sleep every night. I am not a religious person. I'll just tell you all that. I will go to sleep every night praying to whomever will listen to me that Ezra goes away as soon as possible. I, I, I'm going to struggle. I will be honest with you listeners. I'm going to struggle with watching Arya and Ezra and their relationship and Ella being okay with it. That's going to be very hard. I will do what I, I'll do what I can. I will probably cover it as little as I can on this podcast because it is becoming like this. It's kind of like when you get a pimple you know, I'm, I'm an older individual and you think, oh, I'm done with pimples. And then you get one and it's like all you see when you look in the mirror. That's what this is becoming. This is starting to overshadow my enjoyment of the show entirely. So my hope is they, this ends, I have a feeling that's a fruitless endeavor. Anyway, A, I think my theory remains relatively unchanged. As I said to Emily at, our, at my panel, or the round table, I should say, Mona was the top of the hierarchy in my original theory. Well, clearly that's not the case. So I have to rethink my entire A organizational structure idea. Maybe maybe it's my roundtable and other guests have shared this with me, and I thought this too, that it was very much like a, I call the shots and you do what I say. Maybe I have to rethink that entirely because as stupid as show me your boobs dash A was at the top of the episode, I actually think that actually might be a big hint. There may not be anyone in charge. Like, whoever set up the Facebook group, in my theory, right, this A thing to harass these four liars, maybe you get in and maybe you just do whatever the fuck you want to do. And there's really no one. Now, you, they can argue amongst themselves, but no one's in charge. It's kind of just a random free-for-all. And so anybody, including Allie, can use this service. So instead of thinking of it as, I have Team A, you're another team, you're another team. It's more like a big public pool and anyone can jump in it and swim in it and do whatever the hell they want to do in there using the power of the A pool. Well, I really mixed metaphors there, but I think you understand what I'm saying. I don't think anyone's in charge, which means how do we get resolution on who A is? Well, uh, that's an interesting question because then that means we're going back to when Allie was walking around not pretending to be dead. That is who is the real A, the, the first person to start this network, this unorganized, leaderless organization. Who that might be? Whew, well, that's a good question. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it loud and clear. I think that for some reason, back in the day, Melissa 
and Jason, hold on your hats, folks. Melissa and Jason will say two years ago, as a result of something, probably have to do with Allison and probably having to do with them being half siblings, started what we now know as A. It maybe was, you know, CB radios, maybe a letter writing fan club. Whatever it was, they started it to harass Allison and make her stop her shit. Since then, it has gone out of their control. It is a mossy vine of chaos. And in fact, I think people in the organization probably don't approve of other people's actions. And that's probably where a lot of these relationships start and end. Why we see Jenna and Noel together and then not. Why we see Jenna and Mona together. Sorry, Jenna and Mona. Why we see Noel and Mona together and then not. Yeah. I don't know. I've been Chris. You can find me on Twitter at Magoogs, Instagram at Magoogs, Twitching at Mac to the Gal, uh, Patreon to come very soon, probably by next or either next week or the following week. I'll have that link for you all. Do you want social media for this show? Should I do that? I don't know. You tell me. I would love feedback. I love feedback. Feedback helps make the show better for all of you, including things you don't like. Things you like, things you don't like. Give me a give me a compliment sandwich. Actually, you know what? You don't have to do that anyway. If you hate everything, you can tell me you hate everything. I think that's all. I've talked a little bit too long, even for myself. I've said way too much.